The presenting sponsor of Upmarket is Aereo, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at Aereo.com. That's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to Upmarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I'm the co-founder a co-founder and the CEO of Upmarket Media, a real estate media business based in Southern California. Look, today, I got to be honest, we don't have Mark here, but we have a we have two very special guests. And the first one that we're going to get to, and this is kind of a bit of a thing, a bit of a story, but Brandon Cooper's here. He is the kind of uh, what I don't even know the term, but I'm going to I'm going to call you the showrunner of PMRE, which is the conference in November the Photography and Media for Real Estate Conference. Um, Brandon's here because we are kind of doing some special episodes of the Market Podcast. So we're gonna do the road to PMRE. As we get closer to PMRE, which is in November, 2022, we're gonna do a few special episodes along the way, kind of talking and um, interviewing some of the people who are gonna be on stage at PMRE. And to kind of kick it off, I'm bringing in Brandon Cooper, who is Brandon? What? What? Tell me, what do you call yourself in, in regards to PMRE? I don't really know, to be honest with you. I usually call myself the organizer. Showrunner makes sense though, because it really showrunner. Kind of I mean, that, I think that's a good so one. I can run I mean, with that. Yeah, that's kind of a TV that. term, but I think you know, you put on a show. I mean, you guys are in the showroom. There's lights. I mean, you're on stage. It's like the whole thing. I mean, it's like if you if you've ever seen like the TED talks on YouTube. I mean, that's kind of like PMRE right there. Yeah, it's kind of the same format. So showrunner, organizer, uh, administrator, accountant. Stud. Pretty, yeah, just, you know, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. So, so Brandon, you've already made a giant mistake in having me on stage. I, you know, like it's too late now. You've announced it. You know, we have the deal. I'm going to be there. So what what is PMRE? Why would you have me on there? I mean, what, what what's going on in your head here? Well, let's back it up a little bit. If we're being completely honest, you actually okay. That's that's all I want is complete honesty. Because you were in attendance last year, and I was. If I'm not mistaken, it was your first year, correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And you brought you kind of opened my eyes in an interesting way because you brought a different perspective. You were brand new to the conference. You weren't overly familiar with the presenters that we had on stage at the time. At the time, and you right. had some really good constructive feedback that you shared. Okay, I trust you on that. And we ended, mm-hmm. we ended up having a really, really good conversation. And we got talking about a specific topic, which was covered loosely at the conference last year. And that is the, you know, the building a team, scaling your business, something that a lot of us are dealing with now, something that a lot of people are well on their way, you know, have built teams of 15, 20 people plus. And then folks who are flying solo and don't maybe even realize that that's going to be a fork in the road that they'll probably hit at some point regardless of what their intentions are and Mm -hmm. we i think if i remember correctly you kind of called me out of the blue i called you back we ended up on the phone for like an hour and a half and it was Mm -hmm. just as the more i listened to you and the more i got your perspective i thought man you know this is a topic that comes up all the time i get emails and phone calls about this constantly and last year we uh, we kind of approached the 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 topic 
from a speaker panel perspective. So you had four people on stage that were discussing sort of their journeys in scaling a business, but they were for the most part, big, big, big teams, like, you know, right. Dozens, if not hundreds of, of uh, shooters. And it was more of a discussion amongst themselves rather than a bit of a presentation. And while it was received very well, it was still a great session. I kind of got thinking after I'm like, you know, it would be really interesting if we had somebody who, because that topic is so in depth and it could require, I mean, you could write a book on the process of how to build and scale a team. But what we've learned about this event over the years is that, you know, there's only so much you can cover on a stage from a technical perspective. So we've, we've kind of been shifting sort of our approach to how we, you know, the content that we're going to have on the stage at this event, you know, rather than being kind of a bunch of hardcore technical presentations, it's a little more about the why you're going to do certain things in mm -hmm. your business rather than the how. I mean, let's face it, we can learn everything that we need to know about this industry for the most part, from a high level, anyhow, from home. There's lots of tutorials right. on YouTube. On the There's technical lots of tutorials side, yeah. On the very technical. But I, I just can't, I just don't see how, how we would justify trying to have people fly all the way to Vegas to try and learn an hour of technical stuff on how to scale your business on stage. You know, to circle back, the bottom line is after you and I had our conversation, I said, you know what, this is a guy who's really he gets it he's been through the process he's currently in the process has a team has a partner you've merged a business you've kind of covered a bunch of the different challenges that anyone right. who's going to scale their business down the road is probably going to come to but you also had just a different perspective it wasn't about necessarily how do you make the most amount of money or how do you become yeah. the biggest how do you get the most team members for you is more about a, the quality of life. And it really resonated with me. If I'm being just super transparent, I'm at that oh, stage in my career. I'm shooting over a hundred homes a month myself. I mean, I'm flying solo. I'm doing absolutely everything. And so when you yeah. and I talked, I was like, damn, there can't, there has to be more people in the audience that are in my position. And if they're not in my position, they will be at some point or they might be past my position where they're at one or two team members and they could really use some high level inspiration on this entire thing. And more than anything, it's about starting that conversation, lighting a bit of a fire, giving people some inspiration and hoping that, you know, right. or, or putting people in a position where there's, again, folks around them in that yeah. room that they can go and source and, and go for a beer with later well, at some point and talk things out. So. Yeah. And, and I think that really goes to, I think what we've now, you know, we're, you know, handful of episodes into this podcast and, and it's kind of what Mark and I have been thinking about for the last year and a half. It's really about having a better life. And that's, you know, what Mark and I have gone into in this merger and building our business is like, how do we have a better life? How do we also make a better life for our employees. And, and this podcast is really about how do we make a better life for our listeners? And, and, and I cannot make a better life for our listeners, but I think that we can just offer up our story, our insights, our knowledge that we have. And, and, and we're still learning. I mean, my God, we do not know at all. I mean, obviously if you've listened to the podcast, you know, we're, we're kind of dopes, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're making our way through it. And, and I think that what I loved about 
PFRE last year. Now it's PMRE, but, but going to the conference last year was, I felt like that just going to that conference is part of that journey is like, if you go there, actually what you're looking for is a better life because what you are looking for is connection. And, and that's part of what, as you grow your business, um, one of the things that I have found the most rewarding is that you have more people in your life and you have more people working with you. You have support. You're able to give support to people. You're able to rely, you're able to rely on people. You're able to lift other people up and that feels good, right? To be a part of a community. And so you're, you're with your community in your business and then going to the conference, you are part of this larger community. You feel seen, you feel like, you know, you just feel like the people there understand what you're going through. You can learn things from them. They can learn things from you. That is what it is to me. That is what the conference is all about, right? It's and and there's so many different things that specific things that you want to get out of that conference. If it's technical knowledge, if it's networking, if it, it if it's philosophical knowledge. But what you are there for is to get a better life. And I think that is you know, that's what attracts me to the conference. And that's what, you know, of course, I want to talk about on the stage. Um, so to that end, like, or not even to that end, but I think let's back up a little bit and just say, uh, really, Brandon, just like, give me the 30 second elevator pitch for anyone who doesn't know what is PMRE and when is it? How can we get there? Why should we be there? Sure. So it's uh, November 9th and 10th, 2022. That's the main conference. We do have two days of warm-up workshops prior to for those who really do crave some of that technical inspiration or, uh, or, or um, education. We have a residential workshop, a commercial workshop, a drone workshop, a video mm-hmm. workshop, and a, and a luxury workshop. So for those who really want some hands-on technical stuff, we do have that the two days prior to the conference. November 9th and 10th is the actual conference. Uh, it's in Las Vegas at the South Point Casino. We have very good room rates, all that kind of stuff. Pre-negotiated. Very affordable. Super affordable. South Point and, is actually and, pretty nice. Is You haven't heard and, of it, but it's actually pretty nice. And the funny thing is, I mean, I looked at six. I've had, I sound like a broken record again. I, I looked at 60 plus venues before we settled on that one for 2019. And I've probably looked at 100 more since then. And it's still, to me, in my mind, a hidden gem. And I've looked, I'm telling yeah, you, I have looked. For sure. And the proximity to the strip, the proximity to the airport, the amenities there, yes, it's a little bit blue collar, but it's clean. The rooms are cheap and the rooms are large and the rooms are clean. There's a lot, There's it's so nice, much there. I, I mean, yeah. I could go all day on it. Just yeah, because, but, uh, like but said, I'll tell you as an, venues. I'll tell you as, a, I'll tell you as an attendee. And look, of course I would rather, you know, yeah, put me at Bellagio or wherever else, of course, but it's nice enough. It's clean. They serve alcohol. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, it, it's all you want because the whole thing is you're there to network. You're there to be at the conference. It doesn't matter. Actually, in a way, it doesn't matter what the venue is. And this place is pretty nice. They got the lights. They got everything. I mean, it's, you couldn't ask for anything more. And, and well, the because it's there, it keeps the cost down. And, you know, and, that's and that's not a dig on the South Point. It's nice. I think anyone would go there because it's a horse venue too. They have all these horse people. There are all these fancy people from La Jolla there. Everyone loves it. It's great. South Point is great. And so where can we, where, where can we find the information? How can we buy tickets? Where, PMRE, where are we for this? PMREconference.com. 
All right. the registration page. There's also a page there for the workshops. Uh, it's a pretty mm-hmm. simple process. We're sitting right now. What are we, June? I don't even know where. What are we? Mid-June we're recording here. June. We're, we're recording June 16th. I think this is coming out June 21st. So Okay. So at, at this very moment, we're a little over 50% sold out, which, which is great. We're right. we, July, August, September. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're five months almost out. Almost five months out. So we're expecting a good crowd. This is the first year since the inception year that we hopefully, knock on wood, aren't dealing with uh, you know COVID in any way. And last year we had a great turnout with COVID mm-hmm. being a thing. Mask mandates were in place. There's a lot of rules. Borders were closed. All that kind of stuff. So we're very yeah. optimistic that things will be good. Um, and and I would want to direct people to. I know you were just a guest on the the as of now the most recent episode of Shooting Spaces, but that's episode 157 on Shooting Spaces. And I think you do like an hour on there. Um, and uh, unfortunately you didn't have as good of a mic on as you do tonight. So your audio isn't as great, but, um, I I would really recommend if you are on the fence about attending PMRE, listen to the shooting spaces episode. Those guys are great. I've actually recorded shooting spaces. My episode's coming out soon. Love those guys. And, um, you have that whole episode hour. You really go in depth to to what is Mm -hmm. going on at the conference, who the speakers are, uh, what you can expect to see there. So I think I want to direct you to that. So. I, I think what I want to do, Brandon, is we're going to have on Natalia Robert, who is um, the uh, the kind of sponsor of the Ladies' Luncheon, has been a presenter in the past. Um, she's amazing. I'm so excited to talk to her. Um, but, I, you know, before you go, I do want to give you a little bit of a shout out because I, we've been doing this podcast for a little bit now. Um, and I think... Um, you know, the PMRE has just been announced and, you know, I'm going to be a speaker there and, and and that's great. But I think, you know, obviously we've been talking pretty much since last November, since the conference and in our conversations, I, I just want to kind of say thank you to you because I've gotten so much out of our conversations and I've really crystallized. It's really helped me crystallize what we're doing in our business, um, how we're thinking about it where we want to go. And in, in, when you offered me the chance to speak at PMRE, I I felt like a sense of like kind of personal validation. And I think that it, it, it really made me feel like what we're doing is not, I don't want to say important, but it's that it, it, it is something that other people can learn from. And that was kind of the genesis, honestly, of this podcast of saying, look, look, you know, Brandon believes in us. PMRE believes in us enough to want to put us on stage. Like, well, maybe we have other stuff that we can share it because obviously we have, you know, an hour on stage. So what else can we talk about? How can we learn? How can we interact with this community? How can we help lift each other up? And that's kind of the genesis of this podcast. So, you know, without you, Brandon, this podcast would actually not exist at all. Um, So I just want to say thank you. I mean, that that's kind of that's what I want to say to you. (laughs) <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But I think that I, I think honestly, if you know, another month went by, you, you have been thinking about the business, you now stepped away from the, the day to day shooting, it was only a matter yeah. of time before you got restless and said, Okay, what can we do to contribute to the community? Right. And that was very apparent when you and I spoke on the phone last year. So while I appreciate that, I, I think, like I said, it was just a matter of time. I would also like to say that I appreciate the podcast because a lot of people, you know, like we said earlier, not everybody is going to get to a position where they 
need or even want to build a team. But this is a very legit industry and it's growing yeah. and it's growing fast. And there's a, you know, eight years ago, there was a huge demand for technical instruction because there was nothing out there. There was no tutorials. There was very, mm -hmm. you know, there was the Scott Hargis book and some video series and stuff. But, and then, you know, Nathan Cool and Rich and them with their YouTube and stuff, that was very yeah. helpful. But there was not a lot back in the day. We're now at a point where there's a lot of that stuff, but there's not a lot of discussion out there about the business. And again, going back to the conference, why we slightly adjusted the brand this year was because most of our companies are becoming and evolving into full service media, photo, for sure. video, media, drone, floor plan, full service marketing partners for our clients. And we want to just make sure that the name of the event reflects the industry, right? It's just a natural evolution. Mm -hmm. And again, I sound like a bit For of a sure. broken record because I've, I've mentioned this many yeah. times before. Um, but it's all starting to kind of come full circle. And there's a huge demand out there right now for folks who are in my shoes, who, like I said, been a, you know, fly, but, mm -hmm. you know, flying one man show. And I'm at the right. point where I need to build a team and I need to reach out to people like you to learn how to do that. And one of the things too, oh. just to go back to you being on stage, I know you, you know, I know your personality, you know, you're very thoughtful. You're very uh, committed to well, what you're doing. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, you Thank are. You. I know you don't give yourself any credit, but, but you are very thoughtful. And at the very least, I know you're going to come to the stage with some great information, but you're also going to be there for two, three days. Yeah. It's a small room. It's very intimate. People are going to be able to bump into you. You know, I want a chance to go to lunch with you and say, okay, man, it's go time. You know, what are my first few steps? I really need some help with how I'm going to scale my business. And I'm not going yeah. to be the only person in the room who has that question. And then the other folks that are on the sure. stage covering their own topics, there's going to be someone in the audience. There's going to be multiple people in the audience who have that exact same feeling with them. So that's kind of what it's yeah. all about. Well, yeah, and, and I gotta admit, I'm I'm a I'm a tad bummed that I'm speaking and a tad bummed that we're gonna be, you know be doing some podcast stuff because I feel like I want to concentrate on the conference. I I've seen the lineup. I I, I kind of know what's coming. It's awesome, you know, and and like I want to be there and I want to be able to focus on the conference. And I feel like I'm gonna be doing like upmarket podcast stuff and like speaking and stuff. So I'm gonna you know I'm definitely gonna be seeing the rest of the conference. But I'm a little like. I'm a little jealous of people who just get to attend because I think uh, <laughs> the lineup is is incredible and, and I'm super excited. So, Brandon, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in November. We actually haven't met and um, in person. And so uh, I, and I know I'm excited. I know a ton of people listening to this podcast are going to be there. So let's all party it up. Let's all learn. Let's all, you know, become friends. Uh, you know, I'm so excited. And Brandon, thank you so much for being here. And let's get rid of you and we're going to get Natalia Robert on who I think is going to be amazing. And thank you. Yeah. You could tell your audience, they could fast forward the first little while here because Natalia's going to blow the doors off. Okay. Well, I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> All, right. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Well, thanks. We appreciate right. it. And so let's get this rolling by talking to someone who was on the stage last year and is going to be a big part of PMRE this year as well, Natalia Robert. Natalia is an interior photographer in Southern California and the founder of The Grove Studio, whose mission is to increase representation of women in architectural and interior photography through education and community support. 
Uh, Natalia, we'll get to what you're going to be doing at, <clears throat> at PMRE later in the show, but I want to begin with what I think is maybe the most perten pertinent and helpful topic for our audience on this podcast, because so many of us, you know, well, Mark and I, obviously, and then our listeners, I think a lot of us are looking to scale our businesses or we've been expanding. And so how can we, as we expand, especially, you know, in this industry, which just anecdotally is dominated by middle-aged white guys, how can we make sure that hiring diversity is something that we can put into action? Um, that's a great question. And I think it's kind of an, a constantly evolving answer. But what I keep coming back to when people ask me that is really uh, making an effort to go outside of your current circles. So I think a lot of times we tend mm -hmm. to reach out to our current contacts. And a lot of times, especially I feel, well, no, not especially, but I think a lot of times our current circle tends to kind of look and talk and speak and act like us and kind mm -hmm. of be very similar to us. And so I think if you're looking to diversify, the best thing you can do is try to go outside of that. And ways that you can do that are, you know, there are great Facebook groups now. Facebook groups are packed with photographers. You can put out calls in there. You can specifically ask people outside of your network or go to different events that maybe have some new faces you haven't met yet or mm -hmm. even searching on Instagram or Google and just actually take that little extra step to seek out new photographers, new to you photographers mm -hmm. who are in your area, who maybe fit the skill set, but aren't already in your familiar circle of photographers. I think that's probably the biggest thing that you can do to start diversifying. Right. Because probably most people are hiring out of their circles, right? You know, and I, I think mean, that's I think how we've... the easiest. Yeah, that's kind of how we've done it a little bit is, hey, do you know anybody? Do you know? And, you know, our first employee was literally, you know, one of the, the husband of one of our clients asked us, hey, <laughs> my son's looking for, for work. You guys hiring? <laughs> yeah, actually we are. Um, yeah. but then we, and then for our last round of hires that we made, we actually put out job listings, um, oh, because we had kind of exhausted our circles and I didn't even <laughs> think about doing that of, you know, going into Facebook groups or whatever, but, um, you know, we were peppering our current employees. Hey, do you know anyone who might, who might, uh, you know, be a good fit, but, but you know, mm -hmm. it's the hiring, the, the, the labor market is a little tough right now anyway, but, um, yeah. so we ended up, uh, putting out job listings and you know we got you know a decent amount of responses back but I don't think there was as many women as we were hoping for for sure yeah and that's the tough part too is that there are a lot of women and I see this a lot in um, the Grove Studios Facebook group where it's all women is that there's a lot of talent but they are very shy about broadcasting it or kind of owning the expertise and so mm -hmm. uh, women in general tend to kind of we put ourselves out there in the spotlight a lot less. And so I think that mm -hmm. includes presenting ourselves for job opportunities or any kind of opportunities, even if it's just like a one photo shoot gig, I think we put out ourselves out there a lot less. There's a little bit of that self-confidence in our abilities, even though a lot of these women are just killing it with the work they're producing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's where maybe, um, maybe even specifically asking like can we get some women or like who are some women photographers that you even, even, if, even if you're not recruiting specifically for that job and saying we're looking for women for this position because that 
probably isn't ideal anyway. You want to make sure that you kind of open the door to Mm -hmm. anyone, but even just to um, every once in a while or whenever you can kind of make an effort to go out there and say, Hey, you know, what kind of female photographers are in the field in Mm -hmm. the area? I'd love to just get familiar with who's out there or, you know, what, what different diverse photographers do you guys know in the area? So it's, so it's really kind of playing the long game of, you know, kind of laying that groundwork and and build and building relationships and and even just seeing what else is out there. Cause I feel like, yeah, you you know, I, I, like I, I think trying to have diversity and inclusivity in hiring obviously is not only is the right thing to do, but I think it's the smart like business decision because, yeah. um, you know, bringing in a diverse set of perspectives into the work you're doing, um, I think is only a good thing. And, and, and especially, you know, <clears throat> and, and I know you're not a real estate photographer, but we're geared towards real estate photographers <clears throat> in our industry. A lot of our clients are women. I mean, most of our, yeah. you know, I would say the majority of our clients are women, um, a slim majority. Um, so I think if it's, if it is just a parade of white dudes as the photographer, you know, I don't know. I don't think that makes actually good business sense. Exactly. I mean, if you want to relate to different kinds of clients, you want to have different kinds of people. And then I, I think there's a lot of different skill sets as far as just how you communicate with clients, how you email, how you conduct a photo shoot. I think men and women generally have differences in that, but even um, just diversifying, if you're, I mean, if we keep going back to the idea that, you know, you kind of go to your current network to seek Mm -hmm. out potential people to add to your team, um, you're going to get a lot of similarity because it's like a friend of a friend or somebody who's already like this person's buddy or whatever. And, um, they're going to be similar in how they communicate, how they handle themselves, how they carry themselves, probably how they shoot, possibly how they edit or process. Um, If you're starting to diversify and go outside of that, you're going to get different perspectives on how to do a photo shoot, on how to compose, on how to edit, on how to speak with clients, um, the Mm -hmm. different demeanors, the Mm -hmm. different cultures even i mean if you have if you're in an area where you have clients who are leaning more towards a very diverse culture you know maybe certain certain countries certain immigrants Mm -hmm. from certain countries or certain races um that can have an impact too. somebody who can maybe be a little bit more relatable and understanding of their customs and how to interact um so i think i think it all goes back to really expanding your network and who you know is out there that you can sort of mm-hmm. go to as a resource, either to ask for a referral or to right, actually right. invite them. To well, and, and I think it's just, it is kind of opening your mind. And like, I think everyone realizes <clears throat> women are photographers and, and I, but I do think in this real estate, you know, photography business, it is it just the vision of it is men, 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 men. And then, you know, where a lot of people though have mm-hmm. on their kind of operation side, will hire women. And in fact, you know, Chelsea is our admin and um, she's a woman and she's actually a photographer too. But, and we were like, well, if you know, if you want to do some photography, we, you know, we'd love training on that. She's like, no, I don't want to. Um, So, and that, that was totally fine. 
Um, but I think that the, the, you do end up seeing that where women are kind of put into more of those admin roles for, for whatever reason. And so I think, you know, everyone is probably used to hiring women, but we just have to make sure that we give the opportunities to, you know, for, for all of that stuff that we, that, that we do. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I guess, yeah. I, I don't know what my, I don't know that that's a question, but I guess that the the but it's just like how do we make sure i i guess like is there something that well here's I, let me go back to it here's what i think actually i, I want to what i'm trying to get at is like i i think that as you're growing your business one of the things you want to do is kind of have realize what your core values are and if diversity and inclusion is a core value of yours which i recommend then if you can always refer back to that then any decision you make, right, when you're hiring or for anything else, you're like, does this meet our vision for what our company is, right? So I think, I mean, is that something that you you talk about with, I mean, are you talking to people who own businesses and are hiring? Or are you mostly like, you know, kind of talking to individual photographers in the Grove Studio? I'm... I personally, through the Grove Studio, I'm on the, I'm supporting the women who are the photographers and being sort of the the cheerleader to kind of get them to a place, mm-hmm. get them through those early years in their, in their career so that they can get to a place where they have the more confidence and they have more resources and they can kind of be a little bit more stable mm-hmm. in their business to make it more sustainable. So a lot of that community support, um, providing a safe space to ask any kind of question without any kind of judgment or feeling like they're bombarded mm-hmm. with a lot of mansplaining, which happens right. in a lot right. of and on this podcast. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then really encouraging, I've been doing a lot to try to encourage women to themselves get out there mm-hmm. and sort of own their expertise. So I'm on the, I'm, I'm on the side of really on the, the individual women yeah well and so can you briefly explain exactly what the grove studio is um because i think we just kind of yeah oh your mission is you know but what what exactly is it um it's it's been evolving over the last few years so we're only about three years old um but it is at its heart and soul it's a community an online community of female photographers in interior and architecture and we have women from all over the world who are part of our Facebook group and then on the website we also have uh, a lot of resources so there's a lot of articles that people can read there are three um, digital courses there are some digital downloads contract templates that kind of thing and um, what it's becoming and I'm excited about this because this is sort of the general direction that I really wanted it to go is it's becoming more of a platform for women to be able to present themselves as course creators, as mentors, um, to we've already started having women contribute articles and we interview women. We have a series of interviews called Get to Know, which is mm-hmm. specifically for women of color that are photographed, people who are photographing interiors and are women of color. Um, so it's, I kind of call it a mm-hmm. resource hub and community for female interior photographers. Now we have women in there who are in kind of every stage of their career with photography. Some who are just starting mm-hmm. and some who are pretty seasoned who are, you know, 10, 20, 30, wow. I think even 30 years in. 
and um, and kind of from all over, which is really great because there's been this amazing support within the Facebook group. That's kind of become the beating heart and soul of the brand because there's so much interaction and connection that happens there. And um, this year we launched into having an in-person event. We did a retreat, mm-hmm. which was amazing. So it's um, it's kind of a hub to connect with other women, find resources, find support. And we're all about supporting the female photographer in this very mm-hmm. seemingly male-dominated space. And I say seemingly because there are a lot of women who are actually doing mm-hmm. interiors, architecture, real estate photography. Right. We're just not seeing that right. yet. Well, like what, so for women who are looking to say, you know, again, to bring it back to real estate photography, you know, who, who are doing it themselves or, you know, are are thinking of trying to start um, their own business. I mean, is it a, you know, what is your big advice or is it a confidence thing? I mean, what, what is it, how are you kind of mentoring or shepherding? someone who is just kind of starting in this space, you know, on, on, on how to, on, on what, you know, what are you talking about with them? Um, so there's a couple different questions in there. I think the first about how to kind of help them in those early, in those very early days, I'd say the biggest thing is just to really offer support and offer an open door to ask questions and to be a resource because what I keep hearing a lot is that women feel like an island in just this scary sea mm-hmm. of professionals, mostly guys, a lot of confusing information because there aren't a ton of industry standards in this type of work. I think probably right, more so right. specifically for real estate photography, there's a little bit more. Uh, when you get into architecture and interior clients, it's it's a little bit more of you kind of just right. do what works for you and your clients. There's no there's not a and that's primarily and just to re, so, just to reiterate that's primarily really your creating, area of expertise or kind of the the people that you're is more on the interior yes. and architecture side rather than the real estate side. Yeah, yeah, and that's been mostly just mm-hmm. because that's my focus. My clients are almost are right. almost completely interior designers, and so that's just what I can speak to, and that's where I that's where I felt the need as I was learning. And so that's where I created a resource to kind of fill the gap. Um, but we have a lot of photographers in our group who are focused on real estate and, you know, they're interested in mm-hmm. maybe integrating sure. a few interior design shoots here or there, or just learning about it. Um, but really keeping that open door for communication and offering to be a resource and having kind of that safe space to feel like they can ask questions. They can come in there and ask something that they think might be silly, but probably all of us have asked at some point. Um, That has been huge because again, I I hear a lot of women who write me and say, Mm -hmm. I felt like a complete Island in this field. I thought I was like the only woman doing this, especially in my area. And I'm so happy that I found you in this community, blah, blah. Right. That's been the biggest. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, Oh, I don't remember either. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think even guys, I mean, I I can feel like that too. Like you're on an island and like, oh my God, there's all this information. And so, you know, to have that then where also then you're, you you feel like because of your gender, you're even a little more isolated and that's got to be tough. So to have that, that support is so key. And I think, um, yeah, some of these other like Facebook groups can be pretty, you know, 
male dominated and like, and just like kind of sniping guys and just like, you know, who are just, they're assholes and even to other guys, you know? And so I could see where it's like, you know, you, you you know, there's a, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, yeah, you, you pose a question in some of these groups and there's a lot of guys that tend to jump in and try to kind of right. beat the chest and show off and kind of show how, how much they know and how much they've been making and all this. Right. And, and um, a lot of times it doesn't right. really help the actual person that asked the question. Um, and I wanted to note too that what's been really cool to see is that there have been a good number of men that have come to me for mentoring or have taken the courses or written me messages and they've been very appreciative of being able to find somebody who can answer their questions and kind of kindly (laughs) answer things or Uh be a listening ear and somebody who can be a little bit more uh, kind of soft in their approach. And so it's been really nice to see that you're right. There's a lot of guys out there who also feel kind Mm -hmm. of isolated or feel like, um, like they kind of get talked over or a, a little bit, attacked even in some of these Facebook groups. Um, and so that kind of makes me think that there's just a need mm-hmm. for more women to kind of step up and be yeah. a resource and be leaders. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like it's hard. I mean, like just in general, I feel like being a woman online is, man, that can be tough <laughs> on social media. I mean, you see it like, you know, on, you know, yeah, whatever, on just, just like any prominent woman on Twitter is just like, if you look at their mentions and it's just disgusting. And like in, 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 even in some of these closed groups, I mean, I think if someone is really being misogynist or whatever, they're going to get kicked out of a lot of these groups, but you know, you can just tell, you know, that, that, you know, people are just disdainful or I I don't know. So that's, it's a, yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things that we, that like, I think as like just white guy, you just take for granted. And then you're like, oh, you know, other people's experiences are, are, are so different. Um, yeah. And, and the tough thing sometimes too, is when you ask, when you ask mm-hmm. us, when you ask us, meaning women, um, you know, like, well, what happens? Or like, what do people say? A lot of times it's kind of these really subtle things that it's just like mm-hmm. the way somebody responded about something, or it's just a tone. It's, it's things that we can't necessarily point right, to. Right, like, right. Well, they said this phrase or they used that word. It's more subtle things. And so I feel like, um, women kind of get yeah. bombarded oh yeah yeah online yeah. like there's so much so much of, like, yeah picking apart and in and, real like, life too and i mean look yeah, and I, i'm sure i've been guilty standards. of it at times too i mean i know mm-hmm. you know it, it can take work to kind of um release yourself from some of those like societal norms i mean it's just like i don't know it's just like I, i've always it, it totally it's it totally in the culture a little bit right you kind yeah of, you absolutely kind of and so a way. I, you yeah. know then I, you, I don't want to like dissolve my own personal responsibility for it but you know it does it, you have to like sometimes step back and say hey oh you know what if i come in like that that's actually not <clears throat> not helping the situation and you know in 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 knowing just in my you know in your personal life and whatever it's like you're like oh you know you look back on that conversation yeah 10 years ago you're like oh god did i really have to mansplain all that to that <laughs> poor woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Did exactly. You know, we all that? have those regrets, but I think, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, like, I, I just, I think the more though that we talk about how that makes people feel and what those things are, then the more that we can kind of learn and, and say, oh, you know, maybe, maybe let, let, let's take this a different way. Um, 
I do, but you know, before we break for our social media yeah. sidebar, I do. No, you know what? I don't want to talk about that. I think we we've been going here. Let's let's go ahead. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna okay. do social media sidebar with Natalia. Then she already told me she's got two action items. She's only gonna do one, but she's like she's got so many. Yeah, she's so prepared. So prepare. we're gonna talk a bit more with Natalia, and then we're gonna do our action items at the end, and it's gonna be fantastic. All right. presenting sponsor is Aereo and I'm going to talk about Aereo. I don't have Mark here. Who am I going to play off of? I don't have Chelsea. Oh my God. What am I going to do? I have to talk solo about Aereo. But I can do it because Aereo is awesome. Our clients love it. We love it. It Makes our lives easier. It makes our clients lives easier. I mean, in a certain point, like what more do you need to say about it? It's like, it's the all-in-one solution for all your kind of back-end needs for dealing with your clients, delivering work, scheduling, payments. They have this brand new texting feature, the SMS feature, just rolling it out. We haven't had a chance to use it yet, but oh my God, we're so excited about it. So many different things with Aereo. We love Aereo. We're confident that you're going to love Aereo. It's going to make your business so much better, so much easier. You're here to scale. You want to scale your business. Aereo is such a key component to doing that. Use the code upmarket at aereo.com, A-R-Y-E-O.com. You use the code when you're checking out, you're going to get 15 free bonus listings for every new account. That is an offer that is just too good to pass up. It's Honestly, it's just too good to pass up. Go there. Don't pass up the deal. Use the code up market. You will not regret it. Okay, so we're upmarketpod.com. You can listen to the pod there. You can also see our show notes. Uh, we'll probably have some nice show notes about Natalia here. Um, and we'll have links to, to, to her pages. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. You know, you know, we love it, people. Um, and then we're also, you know, get on our mailing list. We are, if you go to upmarketpod.com, we have a mailing list. We want to get you on there because we're actually planning stuff. We're actually doing stuff. We got this whole road to PMRE thing we're doing. We're going we're gonna to be at PMRE. Um, so, you know, you want to, you want to keep it, you want to keep up with that. And so Natalia, someone is online, social media, where are they going to find you? Um, you can, on social media, you can find Grove Studio at the Grove HQ. And if okay. you're looking for my, my account for photography, it's Natalia Robert photo on Instagram and Instagram, I would say is the most active. Um, right. if you are a female photographer and you want to find our group on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, you can search for female architectural and interior photographers. I know it's a long name. It's a mouthful, but it's the only one with that name. Um, mm-hmm. and it's also linked through the Grove studios, Instagram, um, bio link. You can, it links to the Facebook group. Okay, cool. Well, and then are you doing a lot on social media for your business or are you, you know, or are you the uh, one who's not? No. I'm, well, I kind of shied away from it with my photography business because it's just a lot of work. But with the no. Grove Studio, it's, you know, it's an online brand. So I kind of had mm-hmm. to. <laughs> you, right. you can't really get around it. Um, so our, our biggest presence is on Instagram, which has been a really great place to connect and sort of share information and keep people updated. 
Um, I admit I've had help with social media. It has, like, for the past year, I've had some virtual help um, creating well, the graphics and all that. Admit it. That's you know, there's no shame <laughs> in that. I mean, that's that's what we're all about. Is like a kind of outsourcing yeah. stuff, you know, so that that you know, so that you can actually get this stuff done and focus on your core business. So I think there's yeah. no, that's no shame. You know, just own it. Um, right. So, but that's actually... but that's but that's been working out well for you. It has. It's been super helpful. I mean, there's just too many moving parts to having to creating a brand. And so mm-hmm. just having somebody else that I can sort of lay out, OK, this is what we want. This is what's coming up. This is what we have to let people know about and when. And then having somebody be able to actually create those graphics and schedule stuff has been game changing. So and I'm mm-hmm. currently looking at bringing somebody um, in-house in person to help me with that part time. Uh, just so they have better access to my files because, you know, there's a lot of photos and a lot of stuff on the hard drives that it's a little bit tough to send to people remotely. So that's been a bit of a challenge, but for the last year, they've been fantastic about starting to take a big part of that load off of me. So yeah, it's been super helpful. All right. That's great. Well, so you're mostly on Instagram. What TikTok, are you doing TikTok? (sighs) Not yet. (laughs) <laughs> probably eventually when? there's, yeah, there's probably. no account there's okay. no account on tiktok so right. i don't exist on there yet yeah. um it feels inevitable so i feel like i'm gonna have to be on there at some point yeah soon. well i recently found out that we have a tiktok so that's kind of why i asked so <laughs> you should um, probably go on there yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i, I it's, no that's what i outsource going on tiktok to other people that's um, that's what mark does i guess i don't know um, I'll have him next time I see him. I'm gonna have him show me the TikTok. Um, <laughs> the TikTok. <laughs> the, yeah, the TikTok. Oh, okay, Grandpa. That sounds like yeah, that sounds like I somebody's know. grandpa. Like, I know. Go on the Facebook. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um, I'm just teasing. Good. I deserve to be teased. <laughs> um, and you know what? With that, we're gonna end this segment. And we're going to move on. We're going to, we're going to come back with Natalia. We're going to have a lot more with her. And then ooh, I love it. I already know what her action item is and I love it. So, um, but you know, she filled me in. One of my break. favorite ones great. to get uh, people. Uh, yeah. I, I just want to get to it right now. So we're going to go. Okay. Bye. Okay, Natalia, this episode is all about the road to PMRE. So you're going to be at PMRE. What are you doing there? Well, I'm not going to be on the stage this year. Um, That's disappointing. That's disappointing (laughs) to me, but that's, uh, I'm going to talk to Brandon. Thank you. Thank uh you. Um, I'm, I'm happy to not necessarily be on the stage. I'm happy to just be in the back and like in the background helping. Um, I, I've, I'm very happy that I've played a small role in helping to kind of have women pop up more on, on the agenda and stuff. But my role for this year is um, Grove Studio is going to be sponsoring the Ladies Luncheon. Okay. So I'm very proud that we're able to do that this year. And also during that Ladies Luncheon, um, Emma Peter, who's one of the speakers mm-hmm. for one of mm-hmm. the main sessions, she has generously offered to... Um, answer questions from any of the women who are in attendance at the luncheon. So it's going to be a very casual Q&A and I'm going to be 
I guess, kind of emceeing that or hosting oh, right. that. Okay. Like, I'm going to kind right. of be, uh-huh. you know, kind of walking around to the ladies who are sitting, having the lunch with a microphone and kind of making sure that they're able to ask their questions. It's going to be just a very casual girl talk about business, about photography, about career, any of that. And mm-hmm. um, Emma is one of those one of those people who's just an open book. So it's, and I've held talks with her within the Facebook group before. So it, it promises to be a really great conversation. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be helping to kind of guide that conversation during the ladies luncheon. And, and so this is a space that really is for, for women only though, right? So guys are it not is. coming to the line. Okay. Right. No boys we, which is great. The luncheon. Okay. All right. That's great. It's, yeah. Right. It's um, last year we started it and it was really great to kind of give the women an opportunity where it was ladies only, you know, connect with other women and sort of have that space to have girl talk, have more of like Mm -hmm. a conversation that maybe you wouldn't have with larger groups or mixed groups. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so this year we're doing it again, but we're adding a little bit more of a structure to it by introducing this, this access to be able to ask Emma any questions and kind of open up a conversation within Mm -hmm. within the group at the luncheon so yeah it's going to be good it is for women only but um it's one of the add-ons when you register for the conference you can just add the ladies luncheon on there and uh we did have to reverse a ticket last year because there was a gentleman who really wanted to attend and we had to (laughs) let him know i'm so sorry but he was he was very sweet he he totally understood and he came up and chatted chatted with me at the uh-huh. at the party um, on the first day of the conference that night. Um, so all, any ladies who want to add it on, please do. It's going to be good. Okay. All right. Well, and then um, I do remember like that. Well, I do remember that happening last year and I, that was, I was not the man, even though I do kind of want to go to the ladies <laughs> no, lunch, but I'm going to, I, you know, it's, it's totally fine. I'm, 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 I, you know, I, I'm fully supportive. We of won't this. talk about you. Uh, I promise. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you do, that's fine. Just, you know, that's, it's fine. Whatever happens, happens. It's uh, you know, um, so, so last year you were on stage and, and you were on the women panel and, and I do, and I was lucky enough, I got to ask a question just as an audience member. And I'm going to ask you the same question now that okay. I asked then. Um, okay. And I asked something along the lines of, um, it, and we didn't have any female employees at that, at, at, you know, female shooters at that point. And my question was basically like, when we're sending women out to shoot houses, uh, as our employees, are there any kind of special considerations that we need to put into uh, account for safety for things, you know, because I, I'm a giant, like I'm six, three, two thirty, like I'm a giant white dude. So I walk through the world in a different way than a five, two, you know, woman. And, and, you know, I can go to these houses and things don't even register for me that might register for a woman in that same situation. So is there anything that, um, we can do to make sure that our women are comfortable and safe as employees out there in the field on their own? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to approach this kind of in two ways. Cause I put some of these questions out to the Facebook group cause I wanted to speak specifically to some of the women who have been parts of photo teams through mm-hmm. a real estate photography company or, um, or had had a job being hired as a photographer for like another company. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I personally have not had that experience. And so I got a lot of great feedback about what they would like a company or employer to do. 
And then I got some great feedback about the types of things that they do as precautions that I think okay. would give great insight into what a company could kind of facilitate or help make easier. So on the side of the company or employer, um, the open communication and sort of making sure that there's a policy of, you know, safety first, we're going to support you, we're going to back you up. If you're ever feeling unsafe or like anything inappropriate remotely happens and you're not feeling comfortable, you absolutely have the right to immediately leave the grounds. Mm -hmm. Just knowing that it's okay for them to do that and they're going to be supported by you as the company if they do that. I think having that conversation up front and being like, it's legitimately, it's completely okay if you do that. We support you. We want you to be aware of these things and, and we want you to leave if it feels unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, being accommodating of the scheduling. So this is where it, it's more about, you know, not penalizing a photographer if somehow, you know, there's like a last minute emergency with a child or if, you know, the day before they have to shift some a photo shoot time or they have to move it to somebody else or being mm-hmm. a little bit accommodating or understanding that there are going to be moments where a woman might have a little bit more responsibility to tend to on the family side mm-hmm. that could affect the scheduling for the shoots. Um, okay. And uh, 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 the woman that brought this up said, you know, without penalizing them subconsciously or otherwise. And I think right, that sure. kind of implies to, you know, there might not be something like outwardly said, but then suddenly they might not get as many oh. shoots or they might not right, get sure. this. Or, oh, you know. we can't rely on them. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one woman brought up a really great idea that I thought, which was providing or maybe having accessible within the office, some sort of kit or like a pepper spray that, you know, here we have pepper spray available. If you would like to take one on the shoot with you, have okay. something available for them that they don't have to kind of take the extra step and get themselves for their own mm-hmm. protection, you know, having something like that where you can say, we have some pepper spray here. If you feel comfortable or you feel like you want to take that, please do. This is for all our right. photographers to take with not them. Man- not mandating that they take it, but just having it. having Just it, having uh, it accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, having it there and providing it. Um, and then somebody brought up the idea of making sure that if there's anything scheduled after dark or somewhere very mm-hmm. remote, making mm-hmm. sure that it's not a woman going out for that shoot on her own. So maybe either um, coordinating with her to assign it to a man, <clears throat> excuse me, a man who feels more comfortable going on his own, or maybe having two photographers going if that's doable. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how realistically doable that is, um, but but just having some consideration of any kind of dusk or night shoots mm-hmm. or anything that's very remote. Right. Um, and then just overall equal treatment um, as a creative and professional. And that one's a little bit, it's one of those things like it should be a given, but it's one of those of where sometimes it's, it doesn't actually play out. So those were suggestions that I was given from the group that I thought were really fantastic about mm-hmm. just kind of setting up the conversations with women who are employees or shooters for mm-hmm. the company. Um, and my favorite is probably providing pepper spray and saying, you know, here we have, we have this stuff mm-hmm. here available. Please right. feel free to take some. Um, yeah, no, I think those yeah. are, those are all great. And I, and, and I am proud to say that we have the, the first one of like you, Hey, you know, we, 
we have told all our employees, and it's not just our female employees, but hey, if you ever feel unsafe, you leave. No questions asked. I mean, well, we'll yeah. of course ask the question, but like, there's no penalty for, you know, for that. I, I, I mean, because I, I really the safety of our employees, whoever they are, obviously is is just like by far the number one thing, and and it and anything is not. There's no photo shoot that's worth it. Um, and and you know, and I think we've also been very clear with. And, and I guess one of the things we do is we do come at it with like, hey, we're going to treat everyone the same. And I think I any of those special considerations that you would give to a female employee, you should also offer to the male employees. Because look, Absolutely. I feel like I've been borderline sexually harassed on shoots. Um, you know, so um, I, like, I get it. Like, it could happen to anybody. And yeah. and so, um, and uh, so, you know, and we've also, you know, and you also have to, I think, make sure that, within your company, right? Like it's not only on the shoots, it's with other employees, it's with supervisors. I mean, it's like, you know, and yeah. I, I, I've even told people like, look, if like I do something that makes you uncomfortable, please, you can tell Liz, who, you know, my wife, who is, is the head of our HR or, you know, there's you please tell somebody, right. And, and it, obviously yeah. you're not going to be, if you feel like comfortable telling me, I mean, and look, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to say anything inappropriate, but you know, you just never know how, like you, you could be something totally innocent and someone that makes someone feel, you know, feels uncomfortable. So, you know, we've definitely always try to empower everybody. And I think they feel like they, they can, yeah. but you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, and it's something that we always want to talk about. We continue to bring up, right. Cause I think that's not just a conversation you need to have when you, when you, hire somebody you need to you know every few months i think checking hey just remember if you're ever feeling uncomfortable you can leave because i think you know our tendency and probably you know not to generalize too much but you know with women there's so much ingrained in the culture of like trying of pleasing people of just of doing what's expected oh, of you and so if you're you know when you have that feeling in your gut and you're in you're like, no, 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 it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And then all of a sudden you're too far down the road and it's like, oh man, this is not okay. But to just to listen to that gut and, and know that it's okay to, yeah. to walk away. And so. I think also just, you know, uh, yeah, so much of you have that initial conversation and you sort of, when you bring somebody on, you, you absolutely have that discussion of like, please, you know, feel free to leave a, a location or mm -hmm. stop a shoot or whatever. But I think even small things because the office culture the company culture is what mm -hmm. sort of what sort of supports that conversation moving forward right because if you have that conversation and then the company culture is drastically different they might right. not sure. really feel supported so Absolutely. but I think even even small things like after after shoots like randomly just be like hey how did that shoot go you know everything okay you feel good everything feel right. comfortable all right cool mm -hmm. glad glad to hear it um just little things like that. Or if it's a photo shoot for something that's a little bit further out of town, just be like, Hey, how was that location? Did it feel okay? Mm -hmm. And just kind of checking in with right. just randomly periodically. Um, I think that just keeps reinforcing that we really do care. We really, right. like, we really want to know, like we're going to keep asking because we really want to know how you're feeling and how things have been going. Um, right. So yeah, I think, I think all of that follow-up, Mm -hmm. is is super important because there are a lot of companies where I mean I've had jobs where you know you walk into it and like on the surface everything is very kosher and great and great work environment but then 
there are things that are that are said or done that are kind of subtle where you're just like oh maybe it's not as supportive mm-hmm. as they say it is um so that right. yeah absolutely super important right 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 no that that pepper spray one is good i gotta i gotta think about that um you know the offering that so i think that we'll i'll, I'll bring that up um and then or even like offering like little like like flashlights or something like you know any any mm-hmm. kind of little something that can provide like um th- there was a whole array of things that that photographers carry with them that i found out about but um even having like a like a pocket light or something that that they can carry to to help if it's dark or if they're isolated mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know anything like that right right um Interesting. And, and, and I do want to touch on too, you know, again, thinking about how we are treating men and, and women a bit differently. Um, and, and I know that it's also in the conversations we have, I think, in the language that, that we use. And, and I do want to talk specifically about the whole, because you mentioned it, let's have, you know, special consideration for women because they have to go pick up their kid, you know, yeah, the role of parenting is like in our society is I think seen so differently. And I see it even in my own life, right? It's like the expectations for me with my child are different than with my wife. And that is, I think, something that is a continually we try to work on and I don't always do the the best job with it. Um, But, you know, even just like talking about kids and like having like, just to reiterate, people probably know this, but you shouldn't ask about that stuff when you're hiring somebody, (laughs) you know, because, because I think there is a real thing where women's careers are damaged. If even just with the thought that they might have a kid that that can hold them back. Right. And so I want to make sure, and I think we all would want to make sure that we create an environment where not that there's necessarily any special reward for having a kid, but that you're not penalized for it. Right. So go ahead. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think the moment, honestly, before kids are even mentioned, I think there are a lot of assumptions made for a female job candidate because, mm-hmm. you know, you have somebody of certain age, certain place in their life. And those thoughts of, oh, are they going to start having a family soon? Is that going to yeah. affect their work schedule and their availability? And those are very real concerns because as an employer you're looking for a job to be done and fulfilled in certain hours or whatever but um we 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 train them up and then they get pregnant yeah (laughs) right um but i think so much of that also just like you said it goes back to the culture that we have around parenting here because you look at a lot of other countries and it's not just the women that take a a family leave it's the men also and Mm -hmm. but there's never really this this um fear that once a man has a family that he's going to be less focused or less dedicated he's going to be more Um, focused he's got to he's got to bring home the bacon right and um i have to look up the study uh that i I think happened. I read something about it where (laughs) (laughs) I swear it exists. I have to look it up, but, but it's something we all feel, but um, where it's, it was found that men tend to actually get promoted Mm. after they have a family, whereas women tend to get demoted or their hours lessened and and they have negative impact. Um, So a lot of that goes back to our our culture here, which is, which is craziness. Um, But I think, a, a way to sort of get a feel for 
whether a woman wants to stay long term or like what her plans are. You know, I've been asked a lot this, and I think it's a very common question to just ask, like, where do you see yourself in a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. Where we, do you see yourself in a company? Yeah. And I think that's a way of kind of saying, like, are you looking for something long term? Are you looking for something kind of mm. as a stepping stone or something short term without right. necessarily being like, are you going to get knocked up soon? Because we need yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, exactly. And I still and, you know, and we have so we you know, we do have you know, we have Chelsea. And we have um, another, uh, our newest photographer is a woman. And so, uh, and it's just not a subject. I mean, I think I have a sense of where they are on that because they just said things and like, but I'm not going to ask. I mean, it's none of my business. And, and it's not necessarily an appropriate conversation, a workplace conversation to have anyway. I mean, you know, right. I don't know. So, yeah. but yeah. I, I do think it's something that we, as employers, you just absolutely, absolutely need to think about um, and yeah. think about not saying it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, that's kind of, you know, I feel like that in a way, like not talking about that is kind of an action item, but let's do our actual <laughs> real action items. And, and yes. Natalia, as the guest, I'm going to give you the choice of if you want to go first or if you want to go last. Mm, I'm going to go last. I'll okay. let you go first. All right. Yeah. So my action item, you know, I, I'm liking these action items that, that go, uh, that are kind of callbacks to earlier. So I did mention earlier company culture. And I think that my action item today is to actually sit down and write down your core values as a company. Even if you're just a solo shooter, I think writing down what your core values are in, you know, and it could be anything from like, I just want to produce the highest value work, or I want to, you know, make social change, or I want to do, you know, whatever it is, right. And they can be big or small values, but I think to have a set of core values that you can always go back to whenever you're faced with, with a decision. Um, and then you can kind of, uh, compare the decision you think you want to make with what your core values are. I think that's an effective thing. And, you know, it's something that you can just sit down and you can do, you know, just top of your top of mind, sit down for 10 minutes, write down the core values, and then you can always revisit it and revise it and everything. I think that's such a key thing to do. And, you know, it's something that I think Upmarket has done a bit, but I don't think we actually have like our posted like core values. And I think it's something that we, we really need to, you know, take our own advice on. That's a great one. I, oh, I want to add, you. I, um, I have my core values displayed in my office. Just, I have like little cards on my, on the mm -hmm. wall in my office. And the reason I even ever thought to do the core values of all places, my financial coach mm -hmm. actually, that was one of the things that she had me do was come up with what my core values are, because it relates to like how you invest your money, where you, and where you kind of, where you focus your spending and all that. But it's been so helpful in mm -hmm. business decisions because you're right. It dictates like you can easily see if you're going to, if you're considering doing something, you can easily see whether or not it fits in that in right. line with, with your values. So I love right. that. All right. Good. Okay, good. I'm glad you like my action. Item. All right. <laughs> um, so mine is um, it's social media related and it's no. kind of my, my favorite, my favorite quick action tip to give anybody for social media. So mm -hmm. Instagram is huge, obviously. It's kind uh, of right. the biggest obviously. the biggest one out there right now. And um, a, so much is about connecting with other people on there and connecting with clients. And so if there's a client or a potential client that you're following and mm -hmm. you want to start up a conversation or kind of start forging that 
that connection, that relationship, my go-to way to do that is look at their stories on Instagram mm-hmm. and it could be something completely not business related. It could be about like what they had for dinner or where they went walking with mm-hmm. their dog and just reply to their story. Um, find some common ground. Hey, that park's right near my house. I love going there with the morning with my dog too. Or, Oh, I love that restaurant. I, I ate there two weeks ago and their food was fantastic. Anything. Mm-hmm. A lot of clients, a lot of, um, for me, a lot of designers, because that's who I'm following, they'll do like uh, progress walkthroughs. Right. And right. so I comment a lot on like, oh, that's going to be an amazing kitchen. So reply right. to their story. If they're not following you, your story reply is going to go in their request, in their mm-hmm. request inbox. And right. for some reason, and I have no idea why, people are so much more likely to reply to a reply about their story than mm-hmm. if you were to just like cold DM them or comment on a post. I have no idea why people love when people reply to their stories. I think it's because it's a lot more personal stuff that they post. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, people feel like, I mean, they want to feel important and like the, what they're doing is interesting and, you know, and, and, and be, and I think, and maybe too, because it's private, they're like, Oh, they, you know, they're just not trying to, to you know put put their name out there because a comment on my post they're just like they really want to tell me that my dinner looked amazing mm-hmm. oh i must <laughs> have really some... great taste in dinner <laughs> <laughs> exactly but something about replying to a story it just tends to get a response from them way more often mm-hmm. and the great thing is if they're not following you and you originally went to that request inbox once they reply to your message, replying to their story, mm-hmm. once they reply with a reaction or with a comment or anything, you are in their main inbox. And so right. from that point on, anytime that you DM them or that you reply to anything privately, it mm-hmm. goes to their main inbox. You're no longer going to go to their requested messages. So I Perfect. find that that's a great way to kind of get your foot in the door. So my action item is watch some stories of potential clients and just reply to some of their stories. But don't see, just see reply with the, don't reply with just the fire emoji. Cause that's what I like to have. <laughs> oh yeah. I just do the fire emoji, but you should probably put some words put in a, there. Put a few, put a few uh, words a few in there words for a little effort. Breath. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All <laughs> if right, you can well, find some sense. common ground, that's, mm-hmm. that's the best thing to do. Find some kind of common thread or, or not right. some kind of common ground you can relate on. Mm-hmm. That tends to work really well. Okay. Natalia, thank you. I, this was really awesome. interesting. I'm so happy that that you're on the podcast, and I'm I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. We, I didn't really meet yeah. you last year, and so um, I'm I'm excited to see you at the conference. And um, I wish I could go to the ladies' luncheon. I, if you are a lady, <laughs> um, I would highly recommend going. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much. These are all such good stuff to think about, and I hope that um, that people are going to walk away from this have, having learned something. So. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. It's been right. it's been really fun. We covered a lot of good stuff. So I think it's so. Been, it's been great. I think so. All right. Well, I'll see you. In, I'll see you in November. Sounds good. See you then. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.